I'm R. Joe Bud from Laos Point. This is the Rorschach Georgia update from the 27th of July, 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. Kick this episode off with the growing Russian influence in Georgia, which is becoming a bit of a tradition. On Sunday, the 23rd, international broadcaster Radio Liberty Europe published an article on Dmitry Lordkipanidze, the pro-Russian politician and head of the Russian think tank called the Primakov Center in Georgia. Lord Kipanidze said he intends to open a Georgian-Russian university, and right now his organization is looking for an appropriate location to build the university. He said the Georgians would study there for free, as the Russian Federation would cover all tuition fees. Georgian Dream, or Otsneba members, said that the idea of opening a Russian-Georgian university in Tbilisi was just a rumor. However, opposition education experts expressed their concerns about the growing Russian influence in the country. They mentioned that Moscow uses the education system to further imperialistic goals, and if Tbilisi grants permission for the construction of the university, the world will think Georgia is siding with Russia. Speaking of pro-Russian organizations, on Thursday the 20th, a group of six members of the European Parliament's Intergroup on LGBTIQ Rights has jointly written a letter to Ursula von der Leyen, President of the European Commission, Charles Michel, President of the European Council, Helena Dali, Commissioner for Equality of the EU, and Pavel Herzinski, EU ambassador to Georgia. The letter expresses their concern and condemnation of the attacks that occurred during the Tbilisi Pride Festival in July. The MEPs urged the EU officials to take action and impose sanctions on the Georgian pro-Russian ultra-conservative fascist group Alt-Info and their leader, Konstantin Morgosia, who was among the groups responsible for the violent attacks. Important news on interbanking relations with Russia. On Friday the 21st, All major Georgian banks, including TBC, Liberty Bank, Bank of Georgia, among others, stopped using Unistream, a Russian payment system. Popular microfinance organization in Georgia that receives foreign remittances called Rico Credit also reported that it had discontinued using Unistream. On Wednesday, the 26th, Georgian banks, Kartu Bank, Terra Bank, and Georgian branch of Kazakhstan's Haligik Bank ceased transferring money using Unistream. These decisions came after U.S. sanctions aimed at making it harder for Russia to access the global financial system. Through 2022 and the first half of 2023, Unistream transferred 1.8 billion U.S. dollars to Georgia, over a third of all foreign remittances. Moving on to internal political affairs, on Thursday, the 20th, Levan Khabeshvili, chairman of the United National Movement, or Natsebi, announced a pre-election coalition with Georgi Vashadze, former minister under Misha, the leader of the party, Strategy Agmashenabeli Party. They aim at defeating the Ivanishvili's Russian party. In other words, they are uniting in order to win the elections next year and defeat Otsneba, supposedly. According to Khabeshvili, the Natsebi is the largest pro-European party, and they have now created a platform for victory, which intends to unite all pro-Western political parties in Georgia to defeat Otsneba. For context, Georgia's new regulations for the 2024 general election changes from a mixed, meaning majoritarian and proportional, to a fully proportional system that has a quite high 5% threshold and does not allow for pre-election coalitions. There must be a registered party that puts together the list. More pre-election coalitions could form. Keep in mind that a large group of Otsneba supporters only support them because Otsneba portrays itself as the guarantor that Misha and his team, like these two parties, will not come back into power. 
So in reality, this coalition helps Otsneba, and Otsneba very much hopes that Misha and his followers will be considered the main opposition party, since the other non-Misha opposition parties are so dispersed. Now a little about lobbying. On Monday the 24th, the UN Association of Georgia news project Civil.ge published an article covering Otsneba's expenses on U.S. lobbying firms. According to the article, Georgian officials use lobbyists to improve their relationship with the United States with a focus on foreign security, aid, and investment. article says that Otsneba has hired lobbying firms to influence public opinion and media coverage in their favor. In 2021, Otsneba spent almost $2 million U.S. dollars on lobbying. The government of Georgia paid $805,000 U.S. dollars to Chartwell Strategy Group, LLC, to strengthen bilateral relations between Georgia and the United States, while Otsneba paid DCI Group AZ, LLC, one million U.S. dollars to shape U.S. public opinion about the party and paid the media to show, quote, the Georgian dream's commitment to democracy, end quote. Predictably, Prime Minister Karabashvili accused Misha Nenatsebi of hiring U.S. lobbyist firm to smear Georgia, while Otsneba also spent millions on lobbying. Full article link in the show notes. Moving on to some economic affairs, on Tuesday the 25th, Georgian Wings, passenger division of Georgian cargo Geosky Airlines, officially launched direct flights between Tbilisi International Airport and Black Sea City of Batumi. The company operated first flights between the two cities, according to Mariam Kvirishvili, the deputy economy minister. This event demonstrates that local airlines are fully prepared to operate services between the two cities without requiring additional assistance or financial backing from the state. She also said that the planned 12 weekly flights between the two airports would benefit tourist flows twice a day. Hmm. Some wine or rtveli news. On Friday the 21st, the government held a meeting with grape growers to reach a reasonable price for the crop. To strengthen the sector's stable development, the state will subsidize Rkatsiteli and Kahurim Svane grapes by 20 tetri about eight U.S. cents per kilo, and ensure that the price of one kilo of white grapes is at least 90 tetris, or 35 U.S. cents. Last year's record-breaking export of 103 million liters of wine worth 252 million U.S. dollars, it's clear that the demand for quality winemaking grapes is increasing. However, farmers anticipate that this year's grape harvest will produce a portion of low-quality grapes due to climate conditions, Government has decided to allocate damaged grapes to state-owned companies to avoid farmers' financial losses and buy all quality grapes anyway. More on agriculture on Friday the 21st, East Fruit, an information and analytics platform about East Europe and Central Asia's horticultural market, reported on Georgia's blueberry business. The report said Georgian blueberry producers and exporters had broken their records and picked up to 3,000 tons of berries in 2023. The exports of blueberries quadrupled compared to the previous year. The report mentions USAID's agricultural program as a leading promoter and supporter of Georgian blueberry exports to EU countries. USAID has closely cooperated with the Georgian Blueberry Growers Association, which unites 21 commercial growing companies that operate 800 hectares of modern blueberry orchards in Samagrelo, Zemo, Svaneti, Guria, and Imareti. Luita Namicheshvili, manager of USAID's agricultural program, said that currently Georgia exports over 140 tons of blueberries to Germany, the Netherlands, Poland, Gulf countries, and Hong Kong. Now, some regional news. On Thursday, the 20th, a group of citizens held a protest rally 
near the government house of Ajada demanding shelter. Residents of the so-called City of Dreams and illegal occupants of abandoned buildings also protested. The City of Dreams is an ongoing government program to build over 1,500 apartments in Batumi by 2024. Protesters said Batumi City Hall didn't give them the apartments despite sending repeated appeals to local authorities. Kaha Shashikadze, a representative of the government of Ajata, met with protesters, promised to hold a meeting with a group of citizens to discuss the demands in the next few days. Some news for chess people. On Friday the 21st, Poti hosted the 16th International Chess Festival, Nana Alexandria Cup 2023. Poti City Hall reported that the festival hosted 415 chess players from 10 countries, including international masters and grandmasters. Reports state that the festival featured 11 distinct category tournaments with a prize fund of 50,000 lati, which is about 20,000 U.S. dollars. And this episode with some news about space. On Friday the 21st, Nina Avadlian and Ivane Gvenitadze, two architectural students from the University of Georgia, made it to the finals of the Young Architects Competitions and European Space Agencies contest with their project called Hoax 3.0. Their unique lunar research-based design featured a spinning structure with flywheels integrated into it, creating artificial gravity. The designers reinforced the materials used in the base to withstand the harsh lunar conditions and to mimic Earth's day-night cycles, connecting habitation spaces and a central greenhouse to improve the well-being of its occupants. And that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Just a few people trying to share information with no ads. Support us financially with the link in our show notes so we can keep making it happen. If you can't, tell friends about us and hit the subscribe button. Nachbamdis! Thank you.